is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the program, and you can join us online and on the phones and bring up whatever, and on the air, of course, bring up whatever is on your mind. That is the point of the show. It's why we call it Free Talk Live. The number for you is one 800 259-9231, and it's brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And you can bring up anything. Of course, we're going to bring up a few things that we find interesting that might pique your interest. And we'll start things out with a story that, uh, thankfully, I haven't seen in a little while. But it's apparently time for it to pop up again. Buxton, Maine, according to WMTW television uh, over there, Buxton police have raided a building where people were trying to raise money and give free food to the needy. Because, well, the police clearly don't have anything better to do in Buxton. Nobody uh, murdering anybody over there, apparently, or causing any damage to anyone's property, or raping, or pillaging, or anything like that in Buxton. So they're they're going after charity poker tournaments. Well, they know where the charity poker tournament is. That's true. It's easy to bust those guys. Uh, it happened at the Narangas, Naranganset Pythian Sisters Temple on Route 22, where people were playing the card game Texas Hold'em to benefit the Buxton Community Food Co-op. But state police said the game was illegal. That's because whenever a gambling tournament is held to raise money for a group and takes place at its headquarters, a permit is needed. And the co-op didn't have one. You so, didn't have your papers. That's right. So the state police seized cards, poker chips, and $500 in cash. Money the food co-op say they desperately needed. I meant, well, apparently that doesn't matter to these 500 police. 500 bucks is a lot of money for a food co-op. Um, for any charity, 500 bucks is pretty nice, well, right? For the smaller, uh, you know, single-town charities, United Way, it's a drop in the bucket. But, um, you know, 500 bucks goes a long way uh, for a... a food co-op where they you know survive on uh, donations and everybody volunteers their time joanne groder one of the members of the co-op says she's very very sad about what happened she said we've got a lot of people who come here people who are out of work people who have cancer we have a lot of people she said but state police are standing by what was done they say that uh, as a matter of fact uh, food food banks are uh, having more people come now with the uh, the economy turning down they say that the former uh, people that were donating to the food bank many of them are now becoming clients of uh, the food bank it's true it shows what a generous nation this is the uh, lieutenant of the main state police said in this particular case they weren't licensed and they knew they weren't and they knew they needed one the money from the co-op's card game is currently being held as evidence while the investigation continues. I wonder what sorts of charges will be brought against these folks that were just trying to do something nice for people. They were trying to give uh, their supporters something fun, an event that that's fun to come to and uh, socialize and and have a little gambling, play a little poker, and at the end of the night, all of the the kitty from the the dealers goes to the, the the co-op. I mean, who could disagree with something like that? Who could look at an event like that and and say, criminals? Who do they think they are? Not pulling their permits? And of course, I have to ask. If the police did something like this, there must be someone out there listening to the sound of our voice. That supports an action like this. This is a nation of laws, you know. This is a nation of laws, and if you don't follow them word for word, bit by bit, you are a criminal and you deserve hard time. So how long should the uh, should the organizers of this event actually have to spay, uh, spend in jail? Well, I would say that the person who believes it is a nation of laws would likely say, well, what's the law say? 
you know, right. And then they, they say, well, uh, Lord, we could find them. You know, it's just a permit issue. They don't need to go to jail for that. We need to find them. Do they get their 500 bu- bucks back to pay the fine? No. <laughs> that was all raised illegally, see? So I'd have to pay the fine on top of that. Now, of course, I have to ask what will happen to the person if they decide that they'd rather have their money go to the co-op instead of to the government, and they're not interested in paying the government for the service of raiding their poker game. Because I wouldn't blame them if that's what they said. I wouldn't give the government money for something like this. So do you believe that the state police were doing the right thing? 1-800-259-9231. Maine State Police raided a charity poker game because it didn't have a permit. Did they do the right thing? 1-800-259-9231. Would love to hear from somebody that thinks that they did because I think it's outrageous. And I don't care even if it's for – I don't care if it's not for charity. There's nothing wrong with people getting together, having fun, adults consenting on a yep. voluntary basis to play games with one another for cash prizes. This is a holdover from uh, our, our Puritan past. When I, I remember that my grandmother said that my great-grandmother, Traub, immigrants from, uh, from Germany, beat her brothers with a switch, a stick, um, in order, because she found playing cards. Uh, she found them with playing cards. Jesus doesn't like that. No, Jesus didn't. Well, he didn't was like it a hundred years ago. He doesn't really care so much about it. Was now. it a religious thing? Was that where it came from? It was. It's not religious to gamble. Is that the it's idea? A, it, it's a piousness thing. It's um, you know Victorian. I'm better of, than you are. That kind of thing. That, that kind of thing. So uh, you know the the fact is most people believe that you should be able to gamble with your money. Mm. They uh, stock market. <laughs> forget Vegas, Biloxi, yeah. Atlantic City. There well, are all it's kinds legal of, there, right? All kinds of gambling going on in the United States. And if it's permitted, it's fine. This Indian same casinos. gambling game would have been fine if they would have gotten the papers. Oh, oh, oh the so papers. what you're saying is, is if you combine the uh, the charity games with all the Indian casinos and Vegas and Atlantic City and all of the existing, the dog tracks, horse tracks, all of the existing examples of legal gambling, the one common element is that they've gone to the gang the violent monopoly, the people, the men and the women calling themselves government, whether it be the state or, or the feds or whoever it is they need to, to go to, and they've supplicated themselves and begged for permission in order to be able to run their gambling tables. So if they ask for permission from the government, then all of a sudden it becomes legitimate. Right. The same act, the same exact act is no longer a crime. The question I would hmm. ask here is, don't I have a right to gamble my money? Don't I have a no. right to play Texas Hold'em? Apparently, well, uh, you know, rights being what they are, uh, who knows? But don't I have that right? Most people would say, I believe, yes, that you have the you right should. to do that. If I have that right, then do I have to? Why? Why, why do I have to go to the government and ask permission? If they I have to ask permission, then it's I don't have right. the right. They're just acting like the mob. That's all they are. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to anybody who believes otherwise or has never even heard that suggested before, but they're, they're, they're getting protection money from gambling operations. That's what it is. The Indian casino down the road. Hey, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to your little gambling operation here, so uh, right. if you give me the money up front, there won't be any problems. No problem, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, so the Indian c- casino down the road from you, they've got the ability to run their operation, and uh, that's great. I think they should be able to. But I also think that if we get together, Mark, and we've got more money than we know what to do with, we should be able to invest in and open our own casino as well and compete in the marketplace like free people would. But it doesn't work that way. Nope. 
No, and uh, these state troopers get to stand there and fold their arms and uh, act all indignant and righteous about the fact that they raided a charity poker game and took $500 out of the mouths of hungry people. That's what they did. Sweet. Let's go to your calls. Talk to Edwin in South Carolina, listening to WSCFM. Hello, Edwin. You're on Free Talk Live. Edwin? Hey, yeah. Hey, you're on the air. Yeah, we got the same problem in Charleston, South Carolina. They um, closed down a charity event, but then we have um, bridge events at community centers that they let them go right on. So the bridge uh, games are for money? That's correct. What do you think the inconsistency is all about? Uh, it's uh, Bible Belt. But why why are they giving uh, preference to one group over another? What What do you think? It's uh, very hard to discern that. Yeah, I'm, maybe they just know somebody. Maybe somebody's friends, uh, somebody on the squad is friends with the people that are organizing the other games. Because when's the last time a police poker game got raided? I mean, don't tell me that the police don't ever get together and play their own little uh, gambling night games together. Every, uh, Texas Hold'em is very popular yeah. right now. I must say that I've partaken in uh, more than one uh, illegal gambling uh, venture with Texas Hold'em. I'm not going to say how much I won because I know somebody will come and take my money from me. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. It, it doesn't just go on in Maine. Uh, the, I think the actually the last story was from Maine the last time we talked about this. But I don't remember. I don't know. It's been a while. Thank goodness that we don't see these stories very often. Maybe most of the charities that are doing this are good about keeping it quiet, or maybe the cops look the other way. But everybody should be able to gamble if that's what they want to do. Don't tell me that making gambling illegal is stopping the gambling addicts from gambling. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it is the Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, all you have to do is click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the site, free at freetalklive.com. I've been using this product, Unicure, for um, over a year now, and it's a hair conditioner, a skin conditioner, an anti-itch soother. It uh, it softens your skin. It's amazing stuff. I know it sounds like snake oil, but I swear by it. You only have to feel when when you feel the stuff, it just feels more pure than regular hair. We're hair picky about the products that we're going yep. to actually endorse. I mean, I don't remember the last product you endorsed. I guess it was Dexy Twenty, but yeah, we're, we're pretty the, picky about the it. The Dexy Twenty sure worked too. Um, but uh, I I swear by this Unicure. It's all natural. They've been it's been uh, sold uh, sold in salons since 1973, and you can get it at Unicure.com or call 888 Unicure. So if you have sensitive skin, sensitive scalp. Unicure would be great for you. Unicure.com. they got a conditioner and a shampoo, from what I understand. They, they have all kinds of products there. Personally, it's the skin and uh, hair uh, conditioner that I've been using, so that's what I endorse. We tried the conditioner, the uh, the shampoo on our kitty, and mm-hmm. it worked great. Mm-hmm. Great. So let's continue with your phone calls. We started the, sh- uh, the show out tonight with a story out of Maine that is unfortunately not one. It's, it's not a... It's not a unique story. We've heard this story before, not from the same town, but we've heard a similar story where the where the state police have gone in and raided a charity poker event. 
Now, I think everybody should be able to go and play poker if that's what they want to do and risk money if that's what they choose because, well, I think you're a big boy, you're big boys and girls, and you have the ability to decide for yourself how to handle your finances and how to handle your free time and what to do for leisure activities. I think you should be able to make those choices, but the state police say, no, we're going to take this $500 cash prize that was being offered, going to take it out of the mouths of the hungry because it was a food co-op that was doing it for charity purposes, and you know maybe they'll charge some people with some crimes as well, lock some people in jail cells. Who could possibly support this? If you're a supporter of gambling raids, we'd love to hear from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Let's go ladies first to Linda in Florida. You can bring up anything as well. Uh, Linda, you're listening to WFLA. Hello there. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Nice to talk to you. I, I just uh, have to laugh at our police that just for a piece of paper, it's legal for one and unlawful for another because the government didn't get their cut. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the definition of a protection racket? That's kind of what I, you know, I, I actually did know people in the mob and... That's what they called it, is protection. The difference, though, there are a few key differences. The difference between the mob, sort of the classical uh, godfather-style protection rackets, and the government's protection racket, is that the government just does it all right out in the open. They have no problem uh, being completely obvious about what they're doing. In fact, they're so brazen that they will even fly flags in front of their offices to identify them, whereas the the mob tends to try to operate underground to some extent and uh, relatively anonymously. so but that's, they're that's happy the with what they get. The government's never happy. That's an interesting point. <laughs> well, I think that if the if the mob were to continue without any kind of check against them, likely they uh, at some point would would just start demanding so much money they would be an arduous, overbearing uh, organization that worked very similar to the government. Yeah, they'd be identical then. Yeah, <laughs> and Linda. Any other thoughts tonight? Just that, you know, you uh, here in Florida, we our. Highway Patrol is having a click-it-and-ticket program. Oh, boy. I don't know if you've heard about it. Actually, uh, we live in New Hampshire, although I used to, we were both born and raised down there in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, but we live in the one state out of 50 that doesn't have mandatory adult seatbelt laws. So, the, so this is the only place in the country that the click-it-or-ticket program doesn't actually occur. We still get the commercials they, on the radio, though. Yeah. <laughs> Police they, are going to be actually, cracking down. No, they're not. Yeah, they're cracking down by going to the local school parking lot. And parking in the parking lots of the school, standing inside the right-of-way boundary Mm -hmm. and looking at the parents and the kids as they're trying to come in to drop off to go to school. Mm. So would that mean that they'd be more likely that young people would be uh, un-seat-belted because they'd be getting ready to get out of the car? mm -hmm. That's what what I told the officers. I said, this is totally unbelievable. I said, "I, I was... He felt it in my child with seatbelt. But this is ridiculous. I said he easily couldn't and might as well not have done because by the time pulling in the driveway, it's get get unbuckled, get your bags, get ready to jump out of the car so that the flow can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want and, it to be like the airports where they uh, you know where they're going to accuse you of being a mad bomber if you stay there too long. So. Oh yeah, and the officer that I talked to told me, "Ma'am, you need to get back in your car, or we're going to have to take you downtown." So did you actually get a ticket, or were you just expressing your uh, your, your outrage? I was, just, I was just expressing my outrage that they had a captive audience, people who were afraid to allow their children to walk to school because they wanted to make sure they saw them again that afternoon. 
That's why they were driving them to school. Mm-hmm. And that they were punishing them for their parental concern by being in the parking lot writing them tickets. It's such a, it's such a great example of the laziness of the government people, the, the police in this particular case or who we're talking about. But most government bureaucrats are, are lazy because they have no incentive to do anything in a decent amount of time or do it efficiently or do it well. Um, and so a great example of how they're just picking off some of the, the easier marks. They, they, they have incentive from their own uh, person, you know, coming from inside. They want to do a good job. However, they're not incentivized financially in the same way that the free market incentivizes. Well, people. they are in- incentivized financially in that everybody they bust, they get more money for the department. There yeah. is that. Uh, yeah, uh, some departments don't they even they work that way. They caught two per car. That was three hundred forty bucks. They they caught what? Our ticket is one hundred seventy dollars per person. Jeez, it for, used to be fifty bucks for, for seat belt violations. For a seat belt violation. Man. Golly. Holy cow. Hey, Linda, thanks for the call tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Yeah. See, so, yeah, they do have a financial incentive to bust as many people and ticket as many people as possible. But the financial incentive that they don't have that you are talking about was that if you decide you don't want their services anymore, you can't pull your funding from them. Or to protect and serve, as they said they they do. I mean, are you really protecting and serving me by giving me a seatbelt ticket? I don't feel that way. I don't feel served or protected. What I feel you're doing when you give a a ticket out like that, and the the cops on the bottom rung really don't have any options here. It's all the... uh, uh, the, the chief decided, or you know, the captain decided. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going to go. This is what we're going to do. Mostly, these guys got into their professions in order to, you know, throw themselves in front of bullets and stop uh, stop bad guys from hurting mm. uh, good people. I've got an email from a police instructor that will disagree with you on that. All right. Well, some of them, the ones <laughs> that I like, um, <laughs> got into the business for that reason, and it's a good thing. However, if they were to say, "I'm not going to go there and give out a bunch of tickets to a bunch of people who are taking their kids to school in a rush and trying to get them out of the car, I'm not going to do it. Well, they'd be gone the next day. The, the police union wouldn't be able to protect them in that case. <laughs> that reminds me, I got a phone call from one of those charity, police charity guy, um, groups that hires the phone bank people to call and yes. try to get them money. And every time I get a call from one of those people, I, I always make the point of saying, you know, I don't have anything against the cops, but... You know, I do have a problem with them arresting peaceful people. And until they stop arresting peaceful people, until they stop aggressing against peaceful people, they can't get it. They're not going to get any support from me. And of course, the guy on the other side of the phone, Wally, I understand where you're coming from, and blah, 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 blah. And then he started to, to kind of agree with me. He sounded like kind of a, a young urban male who uh, was just trying to do a job, right? And he was basically agreeing with me what I was saying about the cops. More coming up. Alakees.com is a community for self learners at Alakees. You'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alekees at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, the bulletin board system, Shrine of Female listeners. It's all completely free. So enjoy it over at freetalklive.com. 
You can get a free audiobook and try it out at audiblepodcast.com. They have 60,000 downloadable audiobooks over there for you to just go and try. You can download them on your MP3 player or listen to them while, uh, right in front of your computer. You can try them out by downloading a free one today at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. If you don't use that address, you won't get the free audiobook. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Ladies first, Kiskit is in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kiskit. Hello. Hey, you're on the um, air. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, Jason, I'm a big fan of your uh, videos and also Alex. And I'm sorry, what? Studying the New World Order. No, you years. are calling the wrong show. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, um, basically I'd called, um, I had experienced a similar uh, situation uh, to the paramedic that uh, y'all have been doing the news on recently. We did happen um, to talk about that on a recent show, but I'm still not convinced you're listening to the right show. Go ahead with your thoughts on it. Oh, Okay. Um, anyways, uh, about 10 years ago, I was uh, still working as a paramedic in Michigan, and um, we had a similar situation. Uh, I, uh, me and my partner had a call, uh, car accident where there were several victims, some of them serious, and I radioed in for um, backup, anybody that was off duty to show up. And um, so our new boss happened to be off duty, and she showed up. And apparently, um, on the way over, she was speeding, and... The police uh, showed up on our scene and were harassing my boss, trying to ticket her and harass her while she was taking care of uh, some critical patients, as well as I was trying to uh, call the hospital and give the information. And uh, the police just wouldn't let up on her. I was, you know, trying to yell to my partner, give me some information on your patient so I can give it to the hospital. And this guy just wouldn't let up on her, and um, we were both getting frustrated patients were critical um i finally yelled at him to get out of my ambulance and wow then that got him really upset with me and he came over and i said can't we deal with this at the hospital kind of like these other people said can we just deal with this at the hospital (laughs) and he didn't really like my tone and you know everyone was getting frustrated because you know the whole scene and everything and I said, let's just deal with this at the hospital. And we're only a mile away. You know who we are. It's not like we're going anywhere. Hey, he's got a he badge. Said, He'll do whatever he wants to do. Exactly. And he said, well, I want to talk to your boss. I'm like, that is my boss. In fact, the one you're harassing. You know, and uh, he just didn't know, what to, he didn't know what to think at that point. But he just, he was just ridiculous. So he did anything ever happen to... as a result of that? Do you know if that guy ever was um, even disciplined? Well, thought that our boss was um, our old boss, who was another employee. He kind of got demoted and not you know, skill-wise, but just, you know, it's politics with the company. And he thought that this guy was our boss, and so he really couldn't do anything. But this guy later, he pulled me over, gave me a ticket for speeding, you know, just things like that. He was the type of, of police officer that would also give tickets to fellow officers um, that would come into town for meetings. Um, he was just known to be like that. I mean, he was just ridiculous. After that, we would have calls, and he wouldn't even help. You know, like I needed to get some information from him, and he would be like almost like a dance around the scene where he would uh, go to the opposite side, and it would be just totally impossible to deal real, with Real guy. professional guy, it sounds like. Yeah. Thank you for the call tonight, Kiskit. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you. I'm a uh, uh, volunteer firefighter in my town, mm-hmm. and they give us little badges for our um, license plates. And I guess these are, uh, um, you know, free, if, get, get out of jail free card for speeding. Really? I, I would assume. I don't, Sweet. You know, why would they, why would they give you a badge for your car otherwise? Yeah. 
Um, I, I don't. I, it's my opinion that you get a little uh, flashing light you can put on the top too. You, if you want a flashing light, you can get it. I think that my Dodge <laughs> Shadow would look really silly with a with a bunch of flashing lights at the top. And and I'm of the opinion that you should drive safely no matter what. Uh-huh. Um, and and speeding isn't ne- is not necessarily unsafe. I didn't say that you shouldn't. Okay. That I, I was not trying to imply that. I certainly have sped um, in both to a call and mm-hmm. not to a call, but. You know, I, I I don't I don't think the bad I don't for one I don't think that people that are uh, uh, you know going along in a safe fashion whether it's over the speed limit or not should be uh, harassed. I'm just you know I I think that speed limits are set artificially low for fundraising purposes. I think in the case that she was talking about that particular cops, uh, how typical that some out of control rogue cop is in no way p- uh, punished for the terrible things he's done. I mean he's he's pulling people over on the way to the hospital, ambulances. Pulling EMTs over on the way to the hospital and no punishment. He's still operating years later, still harassing people. And it goes back to what we were talking about before. There's no accountability whatsoever to these these, uh, government bureaucracies. They can do whatever they want, and you'll keep paying for it, or they'll put you in a jail cell, or at least steal your house from you. And if you don't want to let them steal your house, then there's a real good chance you're going to either get shot or end up in a jail cell. That's the way it works. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Tim in Texas. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. I'm, uh, I'm calling because you asked for people who supported um, gambling raids and such. Yeah, there was a group of uh, folks out in Maine that were raided by the state police because they were running a charity poker tournament. Uh, the state police took $500 from them out of the mouths of hungry people and uh, decided to keep it for themselves while they investigate. Your thoughts? Well, not that I support gambling laws. I'm enough of a libertarian to, uh, to not support that. There's a couple reasons why I, I believe that even if it's a silly law, there, there needs to be enforcement. Um, on a practical level, enforcing a silly law is the only way it ever gets changed. Like uh, here in Texas, the only reason the sodomy law ever got overturned is because somebody actually set up a situation where they you know, got caught engaging in that act, and that was the impetus that let the law get thrown out. Um, otherwise, it just sits there. And on a more philosophical level, I don't see much of a difference between you know, people deciding that, oh, well, this law should get enforced, and this one shouldn't because I like it, and, and what the government's doing right now, where they just overblow, and they love the Commerce Clause, but seem to forget, you know, the 10th, 9th, 2nd, uh, parts of the 4th and 5th amendments and stuff like So you're, let me see if I've got you straight. You're saying you support the enforcement of asinine laws in the hopes that the enforcement of those laws will help them get overturned. That's the practical side. On the philosophical side, I don't think uh- that... My vision of which laws are asinine and which ones are not carry any more weight than any other human or citizen's view about which laws are asinine and which are not. Let's so talk more about the practical side here for a moment. Right. Because, exactly uh, how do you intend to get uh, the law in Texas where it's illegal to take more than three sips of beer at a time while standing enforced? That would probably be tricky to set up, but you know, some guys managed to set it up so they got caught mid buggery, and you what? know, what they I had don't to understand. pull that off really well. To me, that sounds like civil disobedience, um, and they, you know, they managed to, to, you know, find somebody who would enforce it. However, I'm of the opinion, you know, that when you do have bad laws, that perhaps it's cops should use their discretion to not enforce them. Don't you agree? I mean, yeah. especially when those laws are really um, have uh, stiff penalties to them. Like, for instance, well, if, if, if they're really silly, you can probably get them tossed, you know, without the enforcement mechanism, just by you know bringing it to people's attention or having your you know your local. How do you uh, get it tossed? Or whatever. How do you get a law tossed? <laughs> yeah, after you've gone to jail. 
I mean, here here in New Hampshire, it's against the law. It's a felony to possess a stiletto. That's a two-sided blade, uh, unless you're hunting. Um, don't tell me. I, I guess you're gonna, you know, click the quick the flitch, uh, the switchblade on the the deer out there and stab him in the neck or something. <laughs> but uh, for some reason, you're allowed to have a two-sided blade while hunting, but no other time. Uh, that is a felony. Do should I risk more than a year in prison, away from my wife, away from my child, and uh, losing everything? I mean. I don't know about you, but I can't afford to go away for a year without losing just about everything I own. Mm-hmm. I'm the only breadwinner in my family. Is that really what you want to see? Ideally, no. Now, oddly enough, I, I sell knives and, <laughs> and weapons, so so I'm actually quite familiar with a lot of these laws. And when we sell in Massachusetts, we actually have to artificially peel off one of the edges on our, on our double Well, so thing. why aren't you out there breaking um, law after law to uh, make a point to people and try to get it repealed? Um, it's there, there's a point where you know I know that you you decided that it's worth standing up for the right to have a couch in your porch to go to jail, mm-hmm. um, and and you've made that choice. Um, and I'm assuming there are other laws that you decide not to make the choice because the penalty is too great or what have you or the, or the principle. I want to bring you back in a moment, Tim, if you don't mind. Hang on, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Tim says that uh, you should. That he's okay with enforcing victimless crimes because he hopes that will make it stop in the future. I say just stop enforcing it, and then the problem's solved. This show is Free Talk Live. You can dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind if you call 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are totally free. They include the bulletin board system with over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. If you like what we're doing here on Free Talk Live, then, well, think about supporting SACL CAI. They're our number one uh, sponsor of the show. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. If you have a company that uh, needs to try something new in the area of collections, especially if that company is a hospital, doctor's office, bank, or utility, SACL CAI would probably be a good one to handle it. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. So we started the hour out talking about a charity poker game that was raided in the state of Maine. The state police came in there. They confiscated the $500 that the, uh, the knight had so far earned. And I don't know if they've charged anybody with anything yet, but they've certainly stolen the money from these people. And Tim is on the line to defend uh, the enforcement of laws like this. And it's not because, as you said, Tim, as I'm understanding you correctly, it's not because you agree with the law. It's because you believe that the enforcement of asinine laws like this is going to encourage it to be changed. Did I understand you correctly? That's part of it. The other part is, while, you know, we may agree that a person has a right to do with their own body, you know, and take drugs, sell it for money, or end their own life, and it's their right, mm-hmm. there are a lot of other, you know, American citizens who believe that if a government agent comes to your house with no warrant, taps your phone, leaves, you never know about it, they get bored with you, don't find anything, they disconnect the warrant, and you never knew about it, a lot of Americans think that, you know, and I, I don't agree, but that, no harm, no foul. And for me to say, well, in this case, you should ignore those laws, but protect me with these laws I like is more than just a little bit hypocritical. 
Well, I think that uh, it, it, it's not a little bit hypocritical in the sense that, and, and I, I understand where you're coming from, um, so I'm not going to, I'm not jumping down your throat, but I, I would say that it's not hypocritical in that you own yourself and you did before the Constitution came around, you did before the state constitutions came around, if you had been around at those times. Um, and like people owned their bodies at that time, and for someone else to say you can't you know, gamble if you so choose, because I said so, and I think it's immoral, and you're going to ruin the children, and your dark community is going to be turned into a cesspool of gang activity. Uh, you know, that kind of nonsense is what turns the community into a cesspool of, a cesspool of uh, Puritan activity and gets people who haven't hurt anyone uh, thrown in jail and have, have their money stolen when they're trying to feed hungry people. As many people that might look at a situation like this and say, wow, that's a shame, what an outrage. I mean, because I would think that most people would be pretty outraged by a story about the police going and raiding a charity poker event. At least I hope they would. And so well, I'm pe- outraged by the law that lets them do it, but I'm not necessarily outraged by the fact that they're enforcing law because I frankly so- don't want cops deciding which law to nullify. Because Why not? Why that, shouldn't they? Why shouldn't the police? in Texas, for example, in other states – where, you know, fag bashing or lynching, the cops would be more than happy to let that slide because, you know, by gum, that guy, that guy shouldn't have been hitting on that other guy. He should have known better. He deserved killing. You know, I, I don't want the police having that kind of power. Why? Wait, wait a minute. What you're saying is you don't want the police to use any discretion when it comes to what it is they're ordered to do. So if the police are ordered to throw some Jews in an oven, you don't believe they should use any discretion. If we get to the point where that law is on the books, or we put the people in authority that are ordering the cops to do that, then we're pretty much already hosed. I, 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 I hosed. would say, I say we're hosed already. There's just nothing we can do right, about it. They're not it. putting anyone in ovens today, but they are putting millions of Americans behind bars for th- innocuous things like gambling and prostitution so, and, uh, and drug possession taking, and things like that. Taking your, your tact on this, and I, I see where you're coming from, and I'm not 100% in disagreement with where you are. Do you think that the police officer that is enforcing that evil rule, whether, you know, whether, whatever that evil rule might be, whether it's throwing people in ovens or whether it's, uh, um, you know, putting, stealing money from uh, food banks that are having illegal gambling going on, do you think the police officers doing that are doing something evil? I don't know. I, I don't even know if, if, I don't even know if the law should be concerned with good or evil. Or even necessarily right or wrong. Um, We're not asking about the well, law. I'm not We're asking what you the, think. The, the, you know whether the law is or not. If I if I do something, whether the law says it's legal or not, that is evil, um, then I have done something evil. The law doesn't make it good, right, or just. I think bringing well, that, harm to true, another but, human but being is evil. Not to get totally philosophical on you, but just because something's good or evil doesn't necessarily mean it's right or wrong. I, I would submit that killing someone is always evil. But killing someone in defense of yourself or others might be the right thing to do. Mm, I don't know um, if it's You may submit that to me. I, I, I reject that out of hand. Um, <laughs> sorry. If uh, the, if a rapist has uh, you know has a uh, you know coming at coming at my wife with the intent of doing something terrible to her and a, a big knife in his hand, me shooting him right in the forehead is not evil. It is against my religion, um, but it is not evil. 
Something to think about, Tim. Thank Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I just, I mean, I understand where he's coming from, the idea that bad laws, uh, if bad laws are enforced, attention will be brought to them, and therefore they'll end up being repealed as a result of that. But if you look at the laws that we have, uh, that these people have on the books, it's clear that that doesn't really ever happen. There have been so many examples of the police doing horrific things to innocent people. This poker raid was just one of the more recent ones. The The, The one in Virginia where they went and got the uh, football pool uh, and had a, uh, sw- yeah, had a SWAT raid. Uh, they shot a doctor in the head while he was on his knees and handcuffed. It was a mistake. But if you didn't have the SWAT team there enforcing it, the yeah. mistake wouldn't have happened. Right. If police had the ability to say, if the legislature, if the police were actually a check on the legislature... You know, the executive branch being supposed to be a check on the legislative branch. Uh, if they actually did look at the legislature's laws that they're coming out with and they said, are you kidding? We're not going to do we're We're sworn to serve and protect these people. This law is going to put innocent people that have never harmed anybody else behind bars. We would never enforce a law like this. If the police actually had the principles That's not and how the, the, courage, executive, the executive check is supposed to work. I mean, the executive. Well, check- why not? Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that the the executive branch is just supposed to do absolutely anything that the Congress uh, tells them to do? Isn't yeah. the constitutionality supposed to be even a factor here? Um, they they swear an, they swear an oath to the Constitution yeah, on all they levels, do. so they should have to enforce it from a constitutional basis. However, but they don't. That, well, That's the, all I'm saying. The constitutions are set up so that they can pass silly laws like this, and it's the executive branch, executive's branch to enforce the law. However, the, the, the chief executive, whether it's the governor or the president, has the right to veto, and that's the, the executive branch's check. The, at that point, it's their opinion that the courts have to sort it out from there. Now, the courts have failed the public by now uh, doing away with jury nullification, and they don't even advise uh, juries of their right to nullify by laws because yeah. juries got rid of, you know, in some cases, uh, slavery um, and got rid of the prohibition laws, uh, you know, back in the uh, early 1900s. Juries were able to do that, and the judicial branch didn't like that because lawyers tell us what to do every step of our lives. Look, Mark, if their job, and I don't believe this can be fixed, okay? I don't, I'm, just, we're, I'm just talking theory here, right? This is their government system. This is their rules. If their oath is to uphold the Constitution... And the executive, uh, the head of the executive branch, with the governor or the president or whoever, signs an unconstitutional law, then it should be the duty of the executive branch minions, if you will, to enforce the supreme law of the land and arrest the head executive. I'd love they to should see be it. Doing, they should be doing that. They should be looking at those laws and saying, what the hell is this? This isn't legal. We're not going to enforce this. In fact, we're going to ar- arrest the man that signed it. But again, I don't believe that any of these reforms can ever be implemented. The government is, uh, is uh, it's essentially an organization that is designed toward corruption. It is uh, inevitably, inherently corrupted and uh, attracts those who are in search of power over others. I'm just saying, by their own rules, they could very well stand on principle and say, no, we are not going to go confiscate guns. No, we are not going to take people's freedom from them for possessing plant material or other chemicals. No, we aren't going to do these things because we're supposed to be protecting and serving. And it's because that they don't do that, that when you're driving down the road and some cop pulls in behind you and goes right up on your, uh, you know, your booty there and starts to ride you and is tapping in your, uh, your license plate in his, uh, in his cruiser, 
That's why most people that I know do not feel safe and sound with the police behind them. And they sure don't feel safe and secure and protected when the cherries go on and they, uh, they get pulled over. Nobody I know feels that way. Nobody could possibly, uh, who's ever experienced that, could possibly say that the police are out there doing serving and protecting of them. They're serving and protecting the state, and they're doing it so blindly and so obediently, it's sad. If they were actually out there thinking about what they're doing, then they could stop doing the horrible, horrific things that they're doing to people, and we wouldn't have to worry about people having to go out and do civil disobedience because they would actually be protecting and serving. But hey, that's fantasy land stuff, right? Because that's never going to happen. Well, um, I'm of the opinion that, that uh, they do do uh, levels of... Uh, yeah, they protect me. But at the same time, they, they enforce many arduous laws. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I don't know how well they protect you. I think that's mostly a PR illusion. I think Just that their if, very existence is protected. I don't really believe that. I think that uh, your protection is more likely coming from the fact that there's a chance you could be armed. And hour number two is coming up. You bring up anything. Free Talk Live. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the Saturday edition. and You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online. To, uh, you can join us at freetalklive.com. And all the features there are completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours free. Again, at freetalklive.com. Let's continue taking your phone calls about what you want. We'll go to John, listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Hello, John. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Not much. I was going to talk to you about the, the gambling. You know, I am in law enforcement. Yes, sir. I, I, well, I don't believe that we should be going after gamblers. Something they want to do, they can do it. Absolutely. And, uh, They're not and harming to anybody. What you, contradict what you said earlier when the other Charleston guy did. We actually did have an officer get fired for it. For gambling? Cause, yep, because he was busted in a, in a raid. Oh, really? <laughs> so it, yep. like they, he was at, sort of sort of there, and they the accidentally swept him up? No, he was, he was there, and he was doing it, and, and it was at a house. So, you know. He should have claimed he was just doing some undercover work. I can understand law enforcement not being allowed to gamble, but hey, I mean, you know, because that can lead to, you know, to, to bad judgment on their part. But you know. well, I think that they, uh, I, I see that where you're coming from that they shouldn't be gambling in certain situations, like perhaps over at someone's house. Um, however, I think they should be able to go to Atlantic City or Biloxi and oh, yeah, still well, be no, able to keep their badge. Story, but I mean, as far as like you know, personal, person to person, things like that, it can actually lead to bad things. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, another thing I wanted to 
congratulate New Hampshire and all with being voted the uh, most the freest state. Yeah, I heard about that. Who was that? Mercatus Center. Mercatus. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the, George Mason, I think. George yeah. Mason University or something like that. Yes, George, yeah, that. Mercatus is from George Mason. Yes. Well, I can promise you that we will only be solidifying the position on that uh, that rankings chart. Yeah. Hey, John, thanks for the, the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Hey, from a cop to the Christian anarchist, that's quite a swap. What's on your mind tonight? I wanted to uh, uh, talk with Mark about Noah and the Flood, but before that, how about the Stars and Bars versus the Stars and Stripes? And I, I live in the South now, about uh, four years or so, and of course, the people down here love their Stars and Bars, and I kind of like it myself, actually. I think it's a pretty uh, pretty neat symbol. Um but I asked one of them today, and he's a Vietnam vet, a friend of mine, and I said, you know, why is it you Southern boys uh, salute that stars and stripes and say the Pledge of Allegiance? I said, doesn't that flag represent a conquering nation? Because, uh, you know, the stars and bars is the flag that the, uh, that the South flew. Yeah, and, uh, good question. What do they say? It, well, he said, oh, we can't do that anymore. I mean, uh, we're, we're one country now and all this. And I said, well... You know, uh, I think it's time for the South to rise again. <laughs> well, uh, Gene, I I, I, I don't dis- I don't disagree. By rising, I hope you mean uh, peaceful secession. Yes, not, of course, uh, of course. Not, not not rising up in arms. Um, I, I but being a Southerner oh. and loving the Confederate flag for just the way it looks, I think it's beautiful. Um, it, it for one, I think that it can hurt people's feelings. That's the reason you wouldn't see me. Uh, that's the reason I didn't put a little Confederate bumper sticker on the back <laughs> of my BMW. Um, it, you know, when I lived in Florida, it didn't wouldn't have made much sense. Yeah. But because it can hurt people's feelings, and I don't want it for that reason. I do think it's a beautiful flag, but I think that the purpose of it now is sort of a cohesiveness. Um, it's it's a tribal thing. It, essentially, it's a tribal banner. I'm from the South, kind of thing, or I'm a rebel. One of the two. Well, the the stars in bars represented slavery a whole lot less than the stars in stripes represented slavery, because there was slavery under the stars and stripes for a whole lot more time than there was under the stars and bars, mm. and the and slavery continued in the North after the Civil War. So therefore, uh, the stars and stripes really should be the one that's representing slavery and the one that should be a, a, a symbol of hate. Well, and should we point out here that I mean, you're talking about chattel slavery? Slavery tell, still exists today. Tell me about today. the slavery after the Civil War. I I, I was uh, was not aware that uh, that uh, the North yeah, continued. The, the Northern slaves were not freed until something like two years after the Civil War was over. Mm, right. The, uh, the at least what, at least some of them. I mean, I'm sure that there weren't a lot of Northern slaves, but the Northern slaves that existed in some areas, I guess. I don't know the exact history of it, and I'm not an expert, so. Perhaps it would be a good thing to check up on. I'll but research it. I, my understanding is that for at least two years after the Civil War, there was there were some slaves in the North. So uh, the Stars and Stripes then qualifies as having represented slavery longer than the Stars and Bars. And, and you're talking and about chattel really slavery. It, slavery. 
We're still slaves today, Gene. It's just the the uh, the, the plantation is basically the whole size of the whole country at this point. Yeah, you know, Gene, I uh, there there's a difference between reality and perception, and perception is a lot stronger for the Confederate flag representing st- slavery than for the American flag. It's true. Now, um, if, for instance, if you were to get a swastika that had the arms turned the other direction, say on your forehead, yeah, the vast majority <laughs> of people would say, oh. Would would not say, oh, that's an Iroquois Indian symbol. Yeah. How, brother? You know, they wouldn't say that because they wouldn't receive it that I, I way. They would know. look at it and say, oh my God, that's a swastika. You're a yeah. Nazi. I wouldn't know if I saw that. They would, yeah, just be. It's the arms are turned the other direction. Sure. Yeah, and people need to be educated. That's what it needs. That's the ultimate answer. But that's uh, true. Of course, I I disagree with you, Ian, about the slavery thing, and we've talked about that in the past. So I don't want to go back into that but i do want to discuss with mark you don't you're not you're about, saying you, you disagree that slavery exists today he's got a disagreement with me why don't you just all right go on go back to your yeah, sandbox I, I do disagree with the the idea that we're slaves we're not slaves we're free but we uh, like i said before our rights are violated but we are not uh in bondage we are as free as we want to be but mark yes you, the other day you said that uh, uh when we were talking you made a little offhand comment about the Bible having the story of the flood in it, and ha, ha, ha. So I just wanted to say that the flood story is just as believable as other historical events in the past because it is scientifically possible to have had a worldwide flood, not on the world as it exists today, however. But it is entirely possible that the world was flatter. Perhaps there was one large continent in the past, I mean, even the tectonic plate people say that we had one large continent originally. 4,000 4, years ago, uh, Gene? Well, we don't, <laughs> we don't know when the, the plates split up. We are only going by scientists' best guess. If, if, the, if it, the continents were moving away at that speed, that, uh, you know, that they were all one continent no, at, at one point, and they are now where they are, we'd have motion you're sickness. You're assuming a constant motion. Now, I'm assuming that something happened in a catastrophic event. I mean, this is a possibility. I'm not assuming anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm submitting this as a possibility that at one point in the past, in the historical event, we had a very large worldwide catastrophic event, which resulted in uh, continents moving it, drifting apart, Mountains rising, seas dropping down, becoming deeper. It is entirely it's possible. It's so academic, though. I mean, the whole it's, discussion is, it, is, is it so... Is it possible in the sense that it would be a miracle, um, and one would have to believe no. that it, it existed it, it as a miracle? It would be a miracle. What's it the point of this? Strate- what, what, it would have been a catastrophic event that, that caused it. And we have, we, you know, we propose that there were catastrophic events in the past, such as a, a large meteor striking the... Uh, yeah, the ocean somewhere down there near Mexico. I think we should talk no, we about the uh, the things that we agree on about what the Bible says, like love your neighbor. Thank you, Gene, for the call tonight. Oh. I appreciate hearing from you. I mean, going back and forth and arguing over whether or not the the floods actually happened. What's the point of that? Does it actually advance anything? Does it do anything well, at all? To, it, he's he's no. only rebutting something that I said. I he's understand not... that. I understand that. I just don't feel like there's any real point to that discussion. I mean, everybody can disagree over what the Bible's, what their interpretation of the Bible is, and boy, will they forever. Nobody's ever going to come to an agreement. You know, some people say it was uh, the Earth was made in six thousand years. Some people say that, well, even though the Bible suggests that that uh, time was different at that time, so six thousand years then was actually six billion years or whatever. It's to them, I have, to, I have to, to say to them, uh, you know, the, the same thing that uh, when I sort of 
you know, have, when I've played pool with people and, and I, you know, use some of the fudging rules uh, where you can, uh, you know, you can, uh, you know, knock some ball and no ball without without calling it. Well, you can play any game you want, but we're playing pool here. So you can have any religion you want. Christianity mm-hmm. says the world was created um, in seven in six days and it's 6,000 years old. You can have whatever religion you want, but Christianity says that because that's what the Bible says. Yeah, but maybe a day was different back then. Maybe a day was uh, 365 of today's days. Who knows? And, and what kind of science would support I, that? I'm not saying there's any science backing any of this stuff up. It's religion. It didn't exist then. Science? No. <laughs> it, it didn't happen if you can't prove it. I'm not proving anything. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free, and they include our Facebook profile. Just go to facebook.freetalklive.com to get involved with the Facebook uh, fan page for Free Talk Live. Good stuff there. Free Talk Live, facebook.freetalklive.com. Give Unicure hair and skin conditioner a try. It's gentle, greaseless formula is fragrance and color-free. If you're sensitive to dyes or fragrances, um, it, th- this won't affect you. I use it, have used it for a year, bought it myself, unicure.com or 888-UNICURE. I recommend it if you have uh, sensitive skin, unicure.com. 1-800-259-9231. We continue here. Let's talk to Roy in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Roy. Roy? Yeah. You are on the air. I wanted to address the uh, debate as to whether it was a local or, or worldwide flood. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, it was a uh, local uh, affair. Uh, it's uh, fairly easy to document. For one, it was the, the purpose of the flood was to... Uh, kill everyone. Uh, no, it no? was only to kill the... the uh, the Geber, or the Giants, the Giants, which were a product of the Nephilim. This is and the, uh, they were in that uh, that local that area. The, the the humans and the Nephilim humping and having giants, correct? Well, they they produce the giants. Now, what are these yeah. giants? I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know this part of the story. And where are the giant well, skeletons? Yeah. Well, that was David killed one of them. But Goliath. There were, okay. The giants were a product of the fallen ones that came instead of being born of woman, came and seduced woman. And fallen ones said, "Ho, ho, ho! Slow down." I look. I uh, I don't know the whole story here. The fallen well, ones. Well, I want to get to the point of whether it was local or I'm giving you a little background there. I absolutely the, believe it was a local flood. I've seen uh, documentation that the, it was, in well, fact, a, a local that's flood. that's what I would like to address here. Yes. But the second reason I believe that it was a local flood is that it's documented that they sent out a raven, and he came back with a fig branch in his mouth. Now, if it was covered with water, he had to swim a long ways down to get it. So, uh, so uh, okay, look, Mark's already said he, he agrees with you. I, for one, you know, it's all irrelevant to me. It's just an old book to me. Uh, there's some valuable things in it. I think that you should look at it for what's valuable in it, and I think the message of loving one's neighbor well, is, is pretty valuable. I understand your position. Uh, so, I want to know about giants, though. Are you still there? 
he actually dropped off the line earlier. Nephilim got him. He must be having some sort of, uh, some sort of phone issues. I want to know about the Giants. That's that's what I want to know about because I don't remember hearing about that in Sunday school class. It is. It's one little word right in there um, that we, you know when when we were the, the, the world was so sinful that the you know what I got was that what I got from the Bible there not uh, not any other documentation and I haven't read anything you know any of the other sacred documents on this. Um, is that the giants came from the mating of uh, you know what he was saying fallen angels and humans and hmm. you know that's how we got giants I would assume he's right that the angels would have had to bear the giants because what woman could right so why flood okay this is what I just don't understand the, the Bible is so, so full of contradictions and it's just so full of I think poor uh, sto- storytelling if God is all loving what's the point in exterminating the your level your loved creation what's what's the point there i mean if the giants are so bad and that wasn't your fault because apparently it's the angels that came down and made the giants before you go uh, on with giants um according to second or fourth samuel in the dead sea scrolls this is not the actual bible but the dead sea scrolls which are you know other texts okay um they gave uh glass height at four cubits and a span which is approximately six feet and seven inches so, so not that big then. Yeah, it's a big guy. Sha- Shaquille O'Neal was taller. Like Andre the Giant, a, a giant, not an actual huge monstrous. You'd think he was a giant if you were standing in front of him. Andre to, the Giant, supposed yeah, to fight him boy. with a with a uh, you know a rock and a sling. Okay, uh, but if the giants were the problem, and that's the reason why that area was allegedly flooded, well. So the rest of the people that weren't, weren't giant just got kind of the ass end of the stick there. I mean, they got screwed. Basically, is that the deal? It, God didn't love them very much? Oh, that was the angry God back then, wasn't it? Wasn't there the, the God yeah. between the Old Testament and the New Testament pretty different kind of God? Yeah, once, once, uh, once he had uh, killed himself for uh, all of our sins, then he could be nice. You, you just can't find any consistency uh, in their storytelling. Well, it, it's, it's a story that spans seven, eight, nine hundred years, written by 40-something different people. And edited translated by, yeah. in, in three different languages. Of course there's no, no cohesiveness. Right. So it, it just amazes me that anybody could take a look at that with the glaring uh, problems in their, the stories that they tell and follow it word for word. It's just amazing to me that people are so obedient to what is essentially a book that to me is no different from all of the other books that are old. Uh, I'm sure it has some, it's got some good advice in it and it's got some really bad advice. Let's continue with your phone calls. You can bring up whatever you want. Uh, let's talk to, uh, I believe we have Don in Pennsylvania. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Don, going once. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Hey, Don. Good, I was just curious about the, the, the gambling thing. Isn't uh, Maine a non-gambling type of, uh, of a state, I mean, period? I do not know. I don't know if they have Indian casinos in Maine, but I imagine they might. If you're might. a charity, often they'll give you um, a, a, an exemption in order, to, yeah, to in order to uh, be able to raise money for your charity. Well, in that case, uh, Maine is breaking its own laws as far as it it uh, has a numbers racket going. That's a numbers racket. Sure, they do. All state yeah. governments have numbers Lottos. rackets going on. They have state lotteries. I believe so. either one of the, either one of the Carolinas don't doesn't permit it. Period, and the entire state doesn't have gambling, yeah. including the numbers racket. They've got a state lotto, I bet. I one of them does, and the other one does not. There, I don't you're know telling me there's one. a state government with no lottery in this country? I don't yeah, believe it. Yeah, they do it. And no, they, they do. They, they enforce it on themselves. 
You're, you're telling me that one of the Carolinas has no state lotto. That's a, the last I heard. And I don't believe changed, it. I, I don't know, but things that's change what all I heard. the time in yeah. state government. Yeah, I, I don't believe it. Uh, I, I don't. I can't see how a state government could avoid uh, not taking that kind of money. I mean, that's just that's free money from poor from poor people. That's what the lotto is. It's just a, a voluntary tax on poor people. Tax for people that can't do the math. Yep. Thanks, John. Go if ahead. They still, if they still allow it, I mean, they're still in violation of their own rules. If they can do it, I can do it. It should be that way. However, it's not. You know it. They have all the guns. You don't. And and that's the way government works. Oh, yeah. They'll violate their, their rules for uh, as long as we allow them to, which seems to be like it's going to be a long time because Americans aren't really, uh, they don't seem to be too interested. Hey, thanks for the call. Enjoy your dog. Uh, <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> it seems like Americans aren't really that interested in stopping the government from breaking its own rules. And really, what can we do? Like you said, they've got the guns. 800-259-9231. And I advocate peaceful solutions, of course. Would never suggest that you get violent back well, against the government because then you're just lowering yourself to their level and you'll perish. You know, I don't know if it's the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square thing or whether it's just in the news for some reason. But uh, I've been hear- Yeah, I've been hearing it on NPR. You know, they love to talk about that kind of thing. But... You know, you can stand up to the people with the guns. Sure, you remember can. the guy putting the uh, flower in the, the the barrel of the the tank's gun there in Tiananmen Square. Did he do that? Powerful, powerful picture. I just remember seeing the guy standing there. I don't remember the the flower part. Of hey, the you know, maybe I'm embellishing in my mind. What do I know? It's been 15 years. Either right? way, it was a very powerful moment, no doubt about it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And doesn't the Chinese government try to scrub every mention of that from but, the yeah, internet? Yeah, it doesn't exist in China. They don't right. even know. More on the way. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number, Saturday edition, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. we got a lot of features. We give them all away, so enjoy those on us, including live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, and a webcam, all completely free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Do you want liberty in your lifetime? Don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, June 25th through the 28th in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. Register today at porkfest.com. We, by the way, will be broadcasting live from this year's Porkfest, as we did last year. Looking forward to it. It's always a good time. Porkfest with a C, by the way, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, Porkfest. Fest.com. As we continue, uh, we'll take your calls. By the way, uh, Rance in the chat room, uh, in our AMP-only chat room, has uh, done the Googling and found out that both Carolinas do have lotteries, but there are apparently eight states that don't. Can you believe that, Mark? I, I'm amazed that uh, any state could uh, could just you know, let all that free money go. Yeah, they're leaving money on the table. Who'd have thought? Maybe they maybe they believe it's uh, you know evil to gamble or something like that. They don't want to be associated with They it. just haven't managed to get it through their legislature. I bet Utah is one of them. Utah, Arkansas, Alaska, Alabama, Hawaii, Mississippi, Nevada, and Wyoming. Alabama does have a um, lotto. It's just uh, funds only a scholarship for uh, you know, a college scholarship fund. It doesn't uh, 
do a regular uh, educational fund. Please check that, check on that. Okay, well, let's continue here with your phone calls. Uh, that is the point of the show, and we'll talk to Jesse in Oregon. Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, um, I just wanted to first say that I recruited a friend who moved with me to New Hampshire. You are awesome. As part of the Free State Project? They're signed up? Indeed. Um, neither of us have signed up yet. Oh, no. Why not? We are going to. Go sign now. Um, okay. <laughs> FreeStateProject.org. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, so what, was your th- what were your thoughts tonight? Well, I wanted to ask a question of Mark. Yes. Particularly. So, um, Mark, I understand that it took a little bit of convincing to get your lady to move to New Hampshire with you. Yes. Am I correct? And so I wanted some tips because... I know there's no way I'll ever get my girlfriend to ever come to Liberty, and I don't care about that. How old are you? I am 26. Okay. Um, so she's not going to come over to the the ideas of Liberty. Is she a what? Is she a political science major? No, she is just a. She voted for Hillary Clinton. So my wife would have voted for Hillary Clinton too. Yeah, but, well, she's not going to move for liberty. Okay. Um, my wife would certainly wouldn't have moved for liberty either. She moved for a husband. Um, I, you know, all I can say is, you know, she, she kind of got the short end of that stick. When we uh, first got together, um, I told her, ah, don't worry about it. It's, uh, you know, the, the numbers are kind of stalled out. It's somewhere around 5,000. <laughs> yeah, you know, we don't have to move till the numbers get to 20,000. Five years after that, don't sweat it. Uh, we got married, and uh, essentially my co-host decided, we're going now, and I could go or not go, and I, I care very much about the show, and it was it was one of those situations where, like, honey, we can be married, but I'm going to live here. <laughs> I, she, wanted to, she wanted a family. She wanted to live with She wanted me to be the father of her child, so she decided to move. I can tell you when it gets cold, I hear about it. Okay. I wish I had some magic words you could say to her. Yeah, I know, I know. But there aren't, um, you know, I don't know what to tell you. If she loves you enough, she'll, she'll follow come you. with you. And yeah, that's true. it's a good way to find out, you know, how, how, how strong is this relationship? Well, but then again, she could use the same line on you. Well, if you love me enough, you'd stay here. So then you've come down to the ultimate choice, and that is, of course, well, what do you value the most? Uh, do you value your relationship the most, or do you value uh, freedom the most, or the pursuit of it? I use the um, "I'm following my dream, honey," uh, con- you know, uh, line, and that doesn't I, that basically say, "Honey, you're not my dream. I'm following my oh, my well, dream." Something. My else. dream is to have you and my dream. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Mark. If uh, if if she is really in love with you, then it, it's just a change of location. What's the big deal? Three thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> People have gone longer. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's frustrating. It really it must be very, very difficult. I mean, when I uh, got together with Julia, the first thing I invited her to do was move to New Hampshire with me. So uh, so I wasn't already in the relationship. I, I can't say I would know what it would be like to be in, in your position. And I can imagine that it must, be, it must be very difficult. I've been with my girlfriend three years, and I just learned of the Free State Project two months ago. Okay. Yeah. And so, so she is. My uh, recommendation is to sign up and move when you can move. Oh, I uh, very much intend to. Yes. Oh well, if you've got the intentions to, then hopefully she'll get the intentions to uh, to stick with you. So, hopefully. How old is she again? She's twenty. I'm twenty six. You're twenty six. Okay. So yeah. you know maybe she's a little I, on the. I hear a felony. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, strike that from the record. <laughs> 
Uh, um, thank you. I should mention that. Yeah. I uh, had to, um, when we first got together, I, I, I had to explain to her that if, if, if any trouble was ever made, what uh, the police would say to her, you know, to, to, and to, that they would tell her that in order to protect me, that she would have to basically rat us out, you know. Um, that's a very... Why would you uh, protect... How would she protect you by ratting both of you out? Uh, no, that's what the police would try to convince okay. her of. You know, it's... Uh, cops are creepy, and do they lie. <laughs> I want to get back to the issue of, uh, of getting her to New Hampshire. Of course, you're talking okay. about the Free State Project, moving thousands of liberty-minded people all here to the same geographic landmass, and that, of course, is New Hampshire, and then getting active for freedom. Now, she understands that she doesn't have to be an activist when she comes here, right? She's, she, she gets that. She, she's never even heard of it. Like, I haven't really you, haven't even talked to, you haven't broached the subject yet? We don't talk about politics. That's how we stay together. But you haven't you haven't talked to her about uh, what you want out of life, what you're interested in achieving as far as freedom is concerned. You haven't talked about that. Well, I'll, I'll tell her about that, and she'll just be like, "No way! I like taxes because I want a single payer health care system." Oh you know? boy! <laughs> yeah, sounds like a handful. Yeah, and so we just don't talk about that because it, we love each other. We just disagree. Well, what I would suggest is that I don't think it's really fair to hold the, well, if you love me, you'll come with me line, because, again, she could reverse it right back on you. If you love me, you, yeah. can, stay, you can stay here. Uh, I think that maybe a more appropriate approach might be, well, what's it going to take to get you to come to New Hampshire with me? Like, I really want to do this. This is really important to me. I see my future in New Hampshire. I want my future to be with you in New Hampshire. What's it going to take to get you to join me? And then put the uh, the impetus on her to come up with whatever parameters would uh, would, in, would be enticing to her. And then at least you'd have some idea of what you need to achieve if it's even possible. Okay. It's kind of an old sales technique, right, Mark? You know, what would it take to get you to sign this agreement? It is. That kind of thing. So try that and let us know how it works, okay? Or try right, something and let us know how it goes. Thank you for the call because right. that's something that a lot of people are dealing with within the uh, the liberty movement. Those who are interested in the Free State Project, interested in picking up their lives, moving to New Hampshire and getting active for freedom, they do have to convince their loved ones, uh, their, their wives or husbands, significant others. It's 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 tough, especially if you're talking to somebody who's uh, who's apathetic or or worse, uh, politically opposite from you. I that's got to be a difficult relationship. I mean, he says he loves her, and I believe him, but I I can't imagine having a relationship with somebody that was so diametrically opposed to my beliefs. For three years, it does seem odd. I you know I, I my wife has moved progressively more and more towards my political opinion. Well, he said he doesn't talk about it. So if that's if you aren't talking about your it's, beliefs about freedom, then of course they're not going to move in your direction. So you've been talking to your wife about it. You've had discussions, and you know you've you've over the years had all kinds of issues come up, and you've talked about your position. And it's because this the liberty viewpoint is so persuasive and so logical, it makes so much sense when it is presented in its uh, most persuasive form. People can't deny it. But if you aren't broaching the subject in the first place, of course nothing's going to to occur. I can't disagree. We continue with your calls, and we go to Rick uh, listening to WFLA in Florida. Rick, oh, Rick, you're on Free Talk Live. I lost half the clock. You know what, Rick? Hi, my, yeah, so, I'm a, a pantheist. And, uh, a pantheist. Me too. Me too. We're going to talk about it. Hang on. Uh, 800-259-9231. I apologize for bringing you in right there before the, uh, the hard-timed uh, wonderful break. 
800-259-9231. More Free Talk Live coming up here in moments. We'll talk to Rick about pantheism. Do you even know what that is? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the show. You can bring up anything, as always. That's the point of the program, why we call it Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where we've got a lot of features. We give them all away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, just shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is that you need to buy, whether it be brand new or even used items, they sell used items at Amazon, uh, just enter through amazon.freetalklive.com, and a cut will go to Free Talk Live. Are you... Facing a debt problems with DebtCrisisSolutions.com programs, there are no payments to creditors. DebtCrisisSolutions.com guarantees to protect your bank accounts, wages, and property from lawsuits. If you're facing a debt crisis, you need to be able to keep your money to take care of your family. Call 718-615-0123. It's 718-615-0123. DebtCrisisSolutions.com. All right, let's continue with your calls. Rick is back with us here. Uh, Rick, you're still on the line from WFLA down in Florida. Go ahead with your thoughts tonight, sir. Yeah, I found kind of like a contradiction, or maybe not a contradiction, but a real bad problem with uh, monotheism. And that is, um, if you think about, like, reality by itself, reality essentially is perfect until you compare it to something it's not. Okay? Like? Well, in other words, reality is just real. It's not good or bad. It's just real. Mm-hmm. And you have to compare it to something in order to make it good or bad. I agree. You have to be able to experience something bad until you can experience something good. Well, that's even a step beyond that. In other words, you need a standard, an ideal, essentially, to compare reality to, to make reality bad or good, because if it doesn't support the ideal, it's bad. If it does support the ideal, it's good. Mm-hmm. Take away the ideal, then it's just real. You know, It's just what it is. Gotcha. And if you think about a God that supposedly knows everything, beginning to end, and there's nothing that escapes his notice, how could that God compare reality to something he knows is false? Oh, boy. He's condemned as sinners because we're not living up to a fantasy ideal that he knows is false. Because he knows reality, beginning to end. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've had a lot of philosophical problems with Christianity along the way. I haven't thought of that one in particular, but, uh, you know, it's a good point. I mean, if you think about it, sin can't exist, because sin means deviating from the mark of perfection. But what is perfection if it's not reality itself? Right, how could, God, how, could, how could a God create something that is imperfect? Exactly. There are all kinds of holes in the uh, in the Christian in the Christian religion. But well, there are people it. that make a living doing uh, what they call apology uh, for Christianity, which is a funny name in and of itself. But uh, I, I'm sure that they would do better. I am not uh, trained in doing apology for Christianity, so. Well, I, I mean, like the Buddhists, for example, they have the concept that everybody is really Buddha. You just have to wake up to it. Yeah, yeah, so I love really that. Well, Christianity it, has that same concept um, it, it, in the sense that we are all sons of God. Um, and, you know, Jesus, you know, J- Jesus said this, and I, that to me, I agree with that. And, you know, sons of God might be the same as pieces of God or whatever. Um, they, and, and Paul claimed that, uh, and I don't think that Paul was, uh, his book should, be, should have been included in the Bible. However, he did say that uh, God is all in all, so therefore we are all pieces of God. Uh, and so... You have something similar to that in Christianity. 
Yeah, but you really have to dig to uh, to extract that stuff yeah, out of it. That's true. Exactly. It's there. Kind of obscure. But I mean, if you consider that waking up to the perfection of each moment is waking up to Buddhahood, essentially, realizing that everything always has been and always is perfect because it's exactly what it has to be in each moment because it's just real. I love that uh, that viewpoint. I've become uh, I, I, back in uh, you know ten years ago, I would have considered myself an atheist, and as of recently, within the past few years, I've definitely shifted over to the pantheistic view. And uh, you did describe yourself as a pantheist when you started your call. Uh, can you just uh, define that uh, for our listeners? Well, pantheism means that everything in total is God. That there's nothing that isn't God. It, pan means all, so all theos, mm-hmm. all God. So essentially, we're like all waves on the same ocean. Yeah, I mean, extensions of uh, you know goddess or or whatever you want to you want to call it. I mean, essentially, all that is is God. If you want to use that term, um, of course, people would say, well, I mean, one of the first objections is going to be, well, what about murderers? What about all the awful, uh, horrible things out there? How would you respond to that? Don't forget Hitler. Hitler, yeah. How would you respond to that? Well, if you think about, um, in a more technical, updated view of things, if you think about the universe as a giant computer, okay, the uh, the stuff of the universe is the hardware. How it moves in relation to other stuff is the software. We're essentially like virtual computers within the main computer. We're part of the running program, but we're individual computers by ourselves. So we're mm-hmm. like image and likeness of God. Right, and that's where the free will—that's where the free will uh, component comes in, from my understanding. In that, uh, you do get to choose uh, what your life experience is, and uh, most people, of course, are excluded from the idea that they could possibly be uh, essentially a a piece of God, and so they don't know that they can uh, do as—they don't—they don't realize they can have everything that they want and and all of that. Uh, But uh, like most people think, you have to seek out a God for finding meaning in life. But really, when you think about it, meaning comes from your awareness yeah. that your next move will have a consequence to you, whether good or bad. That's where all meaning comes from. Meaning is created by the... And have meaning in life. The meaning is created by the, the person having the experience. It's inside the experience, you. Sir. Yeah. And right. so you get to decide your what your meaning that is. Your, next move, your awareness that your next move will have a consequence for your positive or negative view of the world... Mm. And That's I, where all meaning comes from. And I fully believe that it's your interpretation of your experiences, how you decide to act as a result of the circumstances that surround you, that uh, will ultimately decide uh, your fate here as far as, you know, will you have a pleasant experience or will it be right. a hellacious one? I believe that I believe heaven in heaven and, and hell, but I believe that they exist right every now. moment. Like, you right can now. choose heaven and hell, yeah. and the people that do bad things experience hell because doing bad things results in bad stuff. But you can always choose otherwise. You can you can begin at any sure, moment sure. to start over Sinners again. Sinners can be redeemed. Well, it's also due to your expectations, because if you accept the premise that I gave you earlier, that reality is perfect, and so you compare it to something it's not, the more you expect reality to be something you don't find, the more miserable you're going to be. That's going to be hell on earth. Yeah, try, try the more believing you accept liberty. reality as you find it, exactly <laughs> as you find it, the more heaven on earth you're going to have. Good stuff. Any other thoughts for our listeners tonight? Uh, just that you know, now is perfect until you compare it to something it's not, and it's always now. And there's always a next step uh, to make it better. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I think that... uh 
I think that generally we're on a track toward enlightenment. I think that uh, we're on a, a, a consistent evolutionary track where we are coming to understand the, the world around us and how to best get along with one another. And uh, we're having, I think it's a slow process <laughs> because we keep making all, all kinds of mistakes uh, collectively. But yeah, there is certainly a lot of time out there. And I, that's, that's how I've come to view things. Is, uh, I was talking with somebody recently at the, the Free Keen Fest and, he was talking about how he views this as, uh, you know, this whole experience as basically a spiritual journey, you know, that that you are uh, seeking enlightenment. But at least that's what I'm I'm seeking. I don't I don't think a lot of people are. I don't think they realize that that it's available to them. And like you were saying, Mark, it's all from uh, the inside. You as as a Quaker believe in the the inner light, right? So yes. you look inside yourself for answers. I I do. I, you know, that's 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 what guides uh, Quakers. Is uh, you know, they have their their really Quakerism is uh, essentially you know. The, the way that people choose to worship or uh, meet together. Um, you know, they, they meet in a meeting house and <clears throat> on Sunday morning, so I call it church, however they call it meeting, and uh, you, there's no preacher. The people just sort of sit facing each other in silence, and then when, a, when one of them feels they've been moved by the inner light, they stand up and speak, and then some people will speak to, to that. Some people will speak entirely different stuff. It's... It's really a great experience. So we'll talk to you about anything here on this show, the issues, theology, whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Mike in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Mike, Montana? Did we lose Mike? Uh, Mike, Mike, are you there? Hello? Mike in uh, Indiana? Yep, that's me. Well, hello. It's the other Mike. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was wondering, did you see that? I believe it was on CNN where the uh, ambulance driver... Was on the way to a call. Yes, sir. From a call the, with with a patient. Police and the police with the same stop sign and the ambulance driver went through and the police pulled him over and choked him and threw him down. <laughs> I did not hear the uh, did not see the video, but I heard it and it sounded horrific. Mark, you saw the video, right? Yeah, I did see the video and it was it was awful. I was under the impression that it wasn't about a stop sign, but that it was about the ambulance failing to yield about um, police officer with his lights on. And, of course, he couldn't yield because there was a car next to him. And so the cop uh, went and took care of whatever he was and then came back and got him. But that's that's what I've heard. Yeah, well, the guy was on the way. The lady that he was going on the call had to wait. <laughs> no, the lady was so in the vehicle. With him. <laughs> the lady was in the vehicle, actually. The, the patient was in the vehicle at that time. Oh, she was. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And poor guy, I mean, they were choking him and really letting him have it. Yeah. This, Isn't it ugly. outrageous? And And, of course... Nobody can stop paying for it. The guy's going to keep working for the uh, the cops, most likely. They'll probably clear him, uh, or they'll give him a death job for a few weeks, put him back out on the force, and then everybody else, including the victims in that case, will have to pay his salary for uh, as long as he wants to stay a cop and beyond, even on his pension. It's just, it's sick. I thank you for the call, and thanks for, uh, for bringing that up. People should go and see it if they haven't seen it. I'm sure they can pull it up on YouTube. Hour 3 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Thursday, gold prices jumped over 1% on a weaker dollar as stocks rose despite housing and oil worries. Gold last traded up $11.80 to $960.10. Silver rose $0.40 to $15.15 an ounce. Inflation concerns stirred buying into the yellow metal after U.S. crude prices rose above $64 a barrel. Heightened military alert over a nuclear test by North Korea boosted the safe haven appeal in gold, reports Reuters. 
Recession, inflation, market volatility, what do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable. Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800-630-1496 today. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. As always, it is Ian with you. And Mark. And by the way, just a heads up to uh, those of you Saturday night only listeners, next week you'll be getting a live show, but it will not be hosted by Ian and Mark. Uh, because we are going to New York City as part of the Talkers New Media Seminar Convention. New so York City! We've got our uh, good friend Gardner Goldsmith and my lovely lady Julia coming in to sit in for us uh, next Saturday night. So they'll continue to bring you live content. Uh, so just because you don't hear us doesn't mean that anything has changed. It'll still be free talk live. You'll still be able to call in about anything. As you are able to right now, 1-800-259-9231. we got a Francisco in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live, Francisco. Hi, guys. How are you? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to uh, to talk about the, the recent uh, black market in my high school. Ooh. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, it's, it's, it's just a candy black market. But uh, let me tell you the back, the back story. What happened is uh, these two kids uh, decided that to raise money for prom, they were going to buy candy at Sam's Club, you know, a whole lot of candy, mm-hmm. and sell it for a slightly higher price. In the school campus, enterprising capitalists. It's probably more than slightly, but um, you know, this this has been done all throughout high school. They were doing yeah. it when I was in high school. I graduated in 1989. So, but is there a prohibition right. on candy at your school? Well, no. But let me tell you the story. What happened okay. is they were selling candy that was not available in the vending machines because we do have vending machines in the lunchroom, and they they became so big that they actually quote unquote hired kids who were you know because they can't be in every lunch. Gotcha. They hired kids who were in other lunches to sell the candy. So they had approved dealers. Understood. Right. Yeah, if you will. So what eventually happened is one of the teachers who, uh, I don't know, apparently saw this go on, kind of disliked it and told the kid, you know, if you keep doing this, I'm going to have to report you. Mm. And the kid's response was like, well, there there is no rule that says we cannot do this, you know? They'll make one. Right. They'll just interpret the rules differently. Yeah. Right. So what ended up happening is the uh, the students kept selling, of course, because they were making money to go to prom. And, um, well, the teacher once again saw him, took him to the principal, and all the students were suspended for two days. Wow. For okay. what reason? I thought that I thought that was a little harsh for what selling was, candy. What was the in charge? Insubordination? No, yeah, by the way, um, they weren't suspended for selling candy. They were suspended for disobedience. Yes. Now, what was yeah. the charge? Uh, I'm not sure. I believe it was uh, insubordination. Probably. Yeah. That's the catch-all for uh, when you're in school. Yes. When I give you an order, no matter how ludicrous or uh, against the rules it might be, you must follow it. It's like an early version of disorderly. It's like an early version of disorderly conduct. Yeah. So what ended up happening is uh, they created, uh, let's say, a black market in candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It went Kids underground. Bringing... Yeah. Right. Right. Kids were bringing in the candy, you know, in their pockets. And uh, still selling, of course, guess what? The prices went up. Went up. Yeah, sure. Right. 
Just Prohibition's like in the world, always the know? same. It doesn't matter if it's drugs, gambling, uh, prostitution, or candy sales. It's always the same results from prohibition. Right. right. So, and uh, guess what? One of the one of the students who was just playing a joke on the on the person selling the candy said out loud, "No, I don't want any candy." So the teacher Uh-oh. came over, and uh, you know, took the the student to the principal's office, and they again got suspended mm. for you know. They kept selling the candy. What eventually happened is there became a little candy gang, believe it or not. Yeah, I was going to say, when is the violence going to come into the picture? Because I guess you can get candy elsewhere, so it's not a truly restricted uh, marketplace and it's not a true prohibition. uh, But inevitably, with the black market, uh, things get a little shifty. Right. Uh, A student actually got beat up in the bathroom. Wow. Because, you know, he walked into the bathroom. The students just walked in after him casually and told him, you know, if you ever do that again... We'll get you harder. Oh, wait, so. it was the snitch that got beat up. Right. Yeah, well, right. snitches That's get correct. stitches. Well, he, he wasn't intending the snitch, but he was stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he was just playing a prank. You know, he was just like, no, leave me alone. I don't want any candy. Loud I enough see. for the teacher to hear him. I got but, you. But uh, I, just, I just found this very interesting because I was kind of like watching this from far away happening. You know, I saw all these kids, you know, and I was like, when I saw him doing this, I just, I, I bought some candy from him because I thought, you know. You're criminal. Well, I thought, you know, he's making some money and he's doing it a good way. Maybe, you know, he's a young entrepreneur. So I figured, you know, why why not help his business? And it was just interesting watching this all from far away, you know. Yes, uh, as, now, uh, as wise and a... experienced as you are uh, in all things uh, free, free market, I see where you're coming from. Because most of the – do you think most of the kids understand uh, that your, your co-students there, your fellow students, do they understand that uh, what they are experiencing is a little mini prohibition? Uh, uh, some do, uh, a lot don't. I, I speak to a lot of the kids and they're like, well, you know, you shouldn't have been doing that. Or, you know, well, that's what they deserve. So, of course, I mean, uh, the kids just saw a need that candy was not provided in the, in the uh, vending machines. And, and they, they, they filled that they'd... need regardless of what the punishment might be. I mean, uh, they were already suspended once, but they uh, saw that the profit motive was so uh, is, lucrative. Yeah, it was so attractive that they decided to uh, to keep doing it. And it's not going to stop, is it? No, I, I don't believe it is. I don't believe it Next is. Next thing you know, they're going to hire the, uh, they're going to bring the, uh, you know, some kids in from another district. They're going to set them up as uh, confidential informants or undercover <laughs> officers. I mean, they could go as crazy as they want to with this. They probably won't go that far. But nonetheless, right. it is a great example, a little miniature recreation of uh, a prohibition. And right, it should be yeah. very instructive to people that are paying attention to it. Well, I'm trying to point it out to some of the kids, you know, but... Uh... Maybe you could write something up for, like, the school newspaper. You think they would print it? You know what? That's funny because I actually run the school news. Oh, how convenient. And uh, I'm, I'm actually going to do a report on that. This is my last year, so I'm going to... Awesome. I think that's going to be my ending report, you know, my end-of-the-year end thing. I think they make a, a great front-page article. And yeah, send, yeah. It to, send it over to me when you, when you get that done because I think well, that'll be it's, fun. it's a video. I oh. mean, it's... Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll put it on YouTube. And, uh, cool, man. Well, thanks for the story tonight, Francisco. Good hearing from you, as always. 800-259-9231. Congratulations in advance on getting the hell out of there. This last year in government high school. Government indoctrination centers. Yeah. What an awful place. 1-800-259-9231. Do you have any uh, candy prohibition stories you want to uh, share with us? You know, I was uh, reading online uh, how uh, the, the trend of what they call homeschooling, but essentially kids are taking online uh, high school, is uh, growing by leaps and bounds. And it's growing in affluent uh, 
uh, um, demos. Yeah. So um, essentially, people, you know, affluent being more well-educated, smart, rich people are saying, I've had it with this whole government school thing. I'm getting my kid out. And they're letting kids learn online at home where they don't get beat up in the bathroom and they don't get cussed at and they don't have to raise their hand to yeah. go to the bathroom and they don't have to go report to homeroom so they can get counted like little bits of uh, little convicts. You know, when you when you take out the 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 time between classes, the uh, the, the the school lunchroom thing, the commute back and forth, the amount of time they spend, uh, you know, just indoctrinating the kids yeah. to sit there and shut up, and and all the other things, raise your hand. Sure. When you take all that stuff out, I wonder how much learning time really goes on, and how much of it. When you take out the reading to yourself in class time, mm. boy, you can do that anywhere, and to be a lot more comfortable in that plastic chair. Oh gosh. You know, looking at the uh, the candy prohibition as an example of prohibition is very in- very interesting, very instructive, especially when you take the point, as he mentioned, that the government has their own vending machines. Yeah. The school has their own vending machines. They're crushing that, competition. Yeah, in which they sell candy, so they are essentially uh, being hypocrites. I mean, they're saying, well, you can't have candy except if you buy it from our vending machine. Well, this is really good instruction for high school kids because then they're ready for the real world when they realize that the government will allow you to gamble as long as it's on their lotto. Yeah. But when it's not, just going harkening back to the story that we read in the beginning of the the show, uh, if you start gambling with your friends without a permit, you're going to jail. Or you're allowed to uh, alter your consciousness as long as it's with the legal products like alcohol, alcohol caffeine. But altering your state of consciousness with anything that's illegal is uh, is a problem. Let's continue with your phone calls, and uh, we'll talk to... I th- well, actually, we're going to do that here in moments. Uh, coming up, we will get back to your calls about anything. And still to come tonight, uh, 800-259-9231. I've got an email from a police instructor. I don't know if we're going to get a chance to get to it, but it is something that will blow you away. And if we don't get to it tonight, we'll certainly get to it within the next week. So, and if you don't get the weekday program, call your local talk station. Ask them for more free talk live. I'm sure they'll appreciate hearing from you. More on the way, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. Updates.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Gil Edwards of Termco Life Insurance Agency. Protecting your family against financial loss due to an untimely death. Call 800-685-3314. You don't want to leave the government to take care of your family. 800-685-3314. Termco Life Insurance. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, let's go to Mike in Montana listening to KGEZ. Hello, Mike. Mike? Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, good evening. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was just wanted to comment about how you guys are full of uh, many outrageous, blaring contradictions. Okay, pick one. Knock my socks off. I just wanted to set you guys off. Hey, um, you know, I was thinking about, neither one of us could build an atomic bomb in 30 seconds, you know what I mean? Nope. Probably not. And so it's uh, it's really like the ant um, um, trying to explain to other ants um, how you can build a skyscraper, you know, in a month. You're talking about I speaking mean, of religion, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
we judge this. We, we, we judge what we don't know. You know, I mean, our minds are so small that it would take, you know, many hundreds, if not thousands of people to come together to build an atomic bomb, and it would take several years, you know. I mean, North Korea has just now accomplished it after 50 years. So um, when people start saying, well, I think religion is this, or I think this or that, I, you know, I think the most uh, attacked, uh, fundamentally attacked um, uh, source of, of real good historical doctrine is, is the Bible. And I, I dare you historical to find historical doctrine. Yeah, I, I dare you to find a fault in the Bible. Like, for instance, uh, <laughs> you know, well, that guy's a pantheist, right? Well, pantheists are all cannibals. I mean, not literally pantheists cannibals, but are basically cannibals? cannibals because if everything is God and you're eating um, yourself, you know what I mean? Yes, when you, eat food, you would be you know, if that's if you want to look at it that the way. The Bible says that you're all in all. Um, that you know, Paul, it's uh, you know, in, in one of his uh, books there, it says that uh, you know God is all in all. So therefore, that you know, the philosophy holds true for Christianity too. Well, yeah, the, the, the most advanced science right now is saying that there is there's evidence of uh, a creative particle in every single um, piece of the universe, whether it be a sun ray or it be a skin cell or whether it be a piece of, uh, of the rock. You know? And so they're saying that, well, for instance, wherever I go, I leave skin flakes, hair, hair follicles, fingerprints, uh, saliva, blood. I mean, um, uh, we've got, what, three or four shows on TV that are the best-watched uh, best, uh, uh, shows because they're forensic science, right? And it's all about how they can find out that this guy did the murder because he left this there and this, that there, right? Well, basically what science is coming to a head is, is that uh, um, they're discovering God on their own. Because God... Look, I don't disagree that God exists. I disagree that the Bible is in any way consistent. Well, find something that's not consistent in the Bible. Um, God is a God of love, but he, dis- but he suggested that uh, Joshua go in there uh, with his troops and kill every man, woman, and child down to the, sheeps in AI- and down to the sheep in Ai. Okay, so you're going to define love, right? Because you just love isn't God killing is- people. Are you out of your mind? Well, I didn't say... I'm, a, I'm not... I'm not here to um, uh, to tell you that uh, um, you're wrong. I'm just here to tell you that uh, you're defining what love is, and so we. Have if to God says your... love is killing people, I, I don't want be, that God. I should, I, I, yeah, like we need a new God. Well, for instance, um, you can answer this any way you want, but I, I hope you answer it truthfully. If um, um, your partner there on the radio show. Yeah. Um, because I'm not going to say, you know, I'm just not going to get too complex, but look at the other guy and think, oh, my gosh, um, he just killed my entire family. Um, am I going to give him a hug, or am I going to pound him to death? I understand the reaction, but AI didn't attack the Israelites. God was oh, taking... Oh, you know what, 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 AI, what AI did was they were sacrificing their children after they had sex with their children. Uh, you... They were doing mutilation to each other, cutting off women's stuff and men's stuff and they were they were doing all I'm sure that's what they of, said to rally the troops before they sent them in it was if you watched uh, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto that is what the Canaanites were involved in and that is why Israel feared going in there for 40 years they hid out in the desert because they were scared there's no historical evidence whatever that the Israelites were um, had to wander the, de- the desert after they uh, left, left Egypt well the the reason was is because um, the land of Canaan was filled with such 
detestable acts against each other. There's no historical evidence that the Israelites conquered the land of Canaan. The only historical evidence is that they were there at all the, uh, the whole time and that some of them were in Egypt. Okay. The fact I, is, I, I, the I Israelites the got there. You can disagree all you want. It's bad history. Um, you, no, it's not. I, I, you can. You got it from resource. the Bible. It must be you true. Can, hey, do you know who? Do you know who wrote? Who, you, that, before you go do. on, do you know who edited the Bible? Edited the, the Bible. Edited. Where did the Bible come from? Well, the same Bible that I got in front of me right now was just unearthed fifty years ago in some caves outside of the, the Dead Sea. And that was a Gnostic, it that was a Gnostic Bible full, full of heretical documents. If, if that is not the same, do, the same Bible that, you, uh, un, that was unearthed, because it had all kinds of heretical Gospels in it that you would say were terrible, because they weren't, they weren't decided on by some, uh, some guy in Constantinople in uh, 400 A.D. Actually I, actually, I know a little bit more about this. They weren't actually all Bibles. They were commentaries and historical books. It was a library that was hidden from mm-hmm. the Romans, because the Romans came in to wipe out any historical evidence, to blot out... Not true. Um, it was the church the, coming the, after the Gnostics. You are mistaken, sir. The, the Romans didn't have anything to do with that. Let's go back to biblical contradictions here. Uh, you said you wanted some of them, and I'm sure our atheist friends uh, could call in and, and pull them out of a hat well, uh, because there are plenty you of them. You're an, you're an anarchist, right? I am a free marketeer. I am a voluntarist. And, and so you have an agenda to support your position, which requires it to discredit any order or thought that goes against your position um, in ever, in, to state your support, um, you have to go after teeter-tottering scientific theories that, you know, grab weight one year and then what are you talking out of about? favor the next year and fall apart every decade. Wait, wait what does that have wait, hold, wait, hold on. What does that have to do what what does that have to do with voluntarism or anarchy well, you, as you put it? Well, it comes back to the word contradictory because obviously contradictory. I I've read the Bible. Congratulations. I have too. I cannot find contradictory evidence. You're not looking Bible. for you it. Haven't been, you, haven't been, you haven't read any of the other sacred texts. You don't know what I'm texts. looking for texts. or not. What does you the Bible say about incest? Mr. Red, who's read the Bible, what does it say about incest? Incest is wrong. It says that it's in the Bible? What's that? It says that in the Bible? Yes, it says incest What about is Lot? What about Lot? He had sex with his daughters well, at God's behest. Was, he was he was basically raped. His daughters raped Bi- him. If you read the Bible, he was unconscious. Well, I'm, was, it's my understanding that uh, they they were instructed to uh, to reproduce with their own father. Oh, no, no. What happened was he he was he was um, he was full of misery. He was drunk. His two daughters said to each other, "Look, we're the last survivors on Earth. We have to repopulate it." And they came from a city that was a little worse than San Francisco. I mean, it was it's my understanding was modern, that God okay? instructed them to do those things. Uh, well, thank oh, you for the God call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Hey, I'm just giving you one example. Incest is bad, but then there it is happening in the uh, the Bible at the, the behest of Jesus. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one or God or whatever. They're the same, right? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it, uh, excuse me, a little more than moments remain. <laughs> We've got a sixth of the show left. Anyway, 800-259-9231, Saturday edition of the program. Ian, here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. I'm all distracted here looking at a list of biblical contradictions. Uh, for those that are actually interested in uh, getting something like that, all you have to do is Google it. Biblical contradictions, you'll find all manner of them. My favorite is the, uh, you know, this was given to us by our producer, and he he said, hey, can you imagine some guy using that as an excuse today? Hey, uh, some angels visited me and told me that because God killed my crazy wife that I should get drunk and have sex with my daughters. Yeah, that's not going to go very far. Well, the last caller was suggesting that in the case of Lot, that the, the, the his daughters did that to him, and, you know, wasn't a God that told them to do it. But they put that story in the Bible. Was that to titillate? I mean, what was the point of that? Why, what, what's the point of including that story? I, I could, could, I can hardly imagine. Uh, I don't know either. Anyway, they just no. edited the guy who edited the Bible edited the uh, the uh, which books went in, not the verbiage of the books. I'm sure that it would have been a lot more cohesive if he had. Toll free number is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Quit suffering. Quit trying the latest new and improved potions for your sensitive skin or sensitive scalp. Unicure has been sold in top salons since 1973, and now it's available to you. I've been using Unicure for the last year now, and it works great for me. I use it as a uh, conditioner, as a hair styling gel, and as a face conditioner. It's Unicure.com. You can get it um, at 888-UNICURE, Unicure.com. All right, let's continue here. Kevin is on the line and listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Hello, Kevin. How are you guys doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, um, first, I wanted to say I, I agree with most of what you guys say when I have a chance to hear you. Um, don't, don't, I'm not able to listen to you as much as I wish I could, but um, when I get, get to hear you guys, I, I agree with probably 95% of what you say. But um, just had one little comment about uh, religion. Um, my, my whole take with Christianity on, uh, and I'm no expert on the Bible. I'm sure you guys probably even know more about it than I do. Not me, but, Mark um, Knight. Well, I, I spent uh, se- you know seven years in prison. I had a lot of, or excuse me, and almost nine years in prison, and had a lot of time to read. Go ahead. Um, my thing is Christianity as a movement is just belief in peace and in, in God. And, and It's not even close you, to that. Christianity, uh, well, no, no, no. I mean, Christianity okay, seems me, to be the me. religion about um, going War. over to the Middle East and killing people. I mean, yeah. if you uh, if you talk to about... Christianity over the years has been used for many different things. I'm talking so about bad, right now. So <laughs> are, you, are you telling me that the, all those guys in the military no. over there right now aren't Christians? Uh, okay. You can't pick me, up a gun. Me, you, can, you can't say people that pick up here. guns. <laughs> you can't say people that pick up guns to kill other people and call themselves Christians are for peace. All right. Let, let me back up a second. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, over the years, Christianity has been used to justify many causes that it is not meant to justify. I'd agree with that. And, and when you misuse um, something like that, I, you're not a true Christian. Uh, yep, I'm totally with you. Now, what if um, the, the the vast majority of people uh, that called themselves Christians misused it to justify bad actions? Part of the reason why the Christian movement it has so much and is having so much problem is because most people don't even realize that they're misusing. Right? Could it be that the religion that is Christianity today, and I'm not saying that the same one that the, the, that was, you know, when a hundred years after Jesus died, because it's the, the the religion has has morphed a great deal since then. Um, 
which could it be possible that that religion that it's called Christianity today, the Protestantism or evangelism or whatever, is so corrupted that it's not worth saving? Uh, no, I don't believe that. Um, I mean, now God, I also don't when, believe. Now we can get into another one because I also don't believe that our government is so corrupted that we can't save it. Because I disagree on you, that one You too. have not well, failed I enough. I know. I know. No, I, I know. I've got my own business. I have failed plenty. Yeah, not at, not at reforming that, government, though. But I know that um, out, of, out of the ashes, always the phoenix will rise if you... Um, Let's get to the courage. ashes part, because the government isn't, isn't near ashes yet. I would love to see the well, government in ashes. Well, I understand that, and I, I, in a lot of ways I agree with you. But, Kevin, your um, phone's breaking up, my friend. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to X listening in uh, South Carolina, also to WSCFM. Hello, X. Got to turn down that radio, please. Yes. You are on the air, but you need to get away from the radio in the background. Um, I, yeah. Yes. You are okay. on the air. Go ahead. Okay. X now. Go. And X, you are on I'm, the air. Okay. Okay. I want to make a comment about the Bible stuff. Okay, please. Go ahead. Uh, you're really completely incorrect because you're reading a Christian Bible, and probably you should you should check out the Torah. The what? The Torah? Um, in, and preferably in the Hebrew, because... Uh, uh, if you read the Hebrew Bible or the translation, the real the translation that comes with the Hebrew, you will get a completely uh, different uh, idea. I believe that. That may very well. I, I do believe that's true. Now, my question to you is this: Will I go to hell if I don't? I, I'm sorry. Will I go to hell if I don't oh, do what uh, you're suggesting? Uh, hell. Hell is a Christian invention. I agree with that entirely. And I I absolutely agree with everything you say. Thank you. Any other thoughts? (laughs) But but check out the Hebrew Bible. You learn much more. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to take the time to learn Hebrew, well, a good friend of mine's Jewish, and you know, it's a much more tolerant religion that doesn't send people to hell. Whether you're Jewish or not, uh, you want to get it from the original source, and everything else is. uh, is uh, um, it's a translation it, of a translation uh, and uh, somebody's uh, somebody's opinion. But really, okay. if you want if you yeah. want to do it right, you need to also go ahead and read you know stuff about Buddha and stuff about uh, you know the the Muhammad, and you really should go all over the place. And now, just... I've heard that uh, the King James oh, Bible you're was good. Right about that one, uh, but if you want to comment about Lot, perhaps uh, with his daughters, um, the, the caller was correct. He, uh, they, the daughters of Lot were under the impression they were the last one inhabitants of Earth, and it was not God's uh, uh, commandment, but they took it on themselves they, because they thought uh, they were the last people on this Earth, and everything, everybody else was was. So uh, incest is okay as long as you're. No, the no, last God people. didn't. She said. She didn't say it was okay. Well, if it wasn't okay, what happened to those girls? Uh, of course it wasn't right. But uh, when you continue and you study the, the Torah, you will know that uh, uh, the Amorites and the... Uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, the the children of those girls were not, uh, not really very much uh, appreciated. 
Really? I didn't realize you. So, so the yes. story, their story continues later on in the, in the Bible? It continues, exactly. But you see, um, from, from a little bit of information, you get the wrong impression. And in Judaism, um, all those, you know, for example, all of these prophets have a, a chip on their shoulder. And if you don't have a chip on your, chip on your shoulder, you become arrogant. Okay, and God made this so that people who were leading the the, the uh, Israelites uh, would not uh, be arrogant because they were faultless, and so everybody had faults, and it uh, that was for the uh, for the reason that people wouldn't feel. Uh, that they were the best people in this whole wide world, and uh, so they were... Yeah, I think we need less arrogance out there, and uh, thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. King James Bible is good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, she's saying that all you Christians out there who are so adhered to your precious Bible... Uh, you're reading what has essentially been mistrans something that's been mistranslated, something that's not the original source, um, and leads people to arrogance. Right? Is that what you were saying? Sounds sounds close enough to me. All right, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I doubt very many Christians are going to take her up on her suggestion, though, to actually go and read the original one. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything, even the remaining moments, which are coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Not going to bother giving you the number. The lines are loaded up with people trying to get in here in the remaining moments of the show. We'll do our best to get to you if you're on the line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations across the country, bring more internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Or in this case tonight, uh, we're talking about theology because anything goes on Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. So let's continue with your calls and go to Rob listening to WKBK in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. Hello, Rob. Hi, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Nice to talk to you. You know, I've been I've been following you and and you guys around here for a while. But as far as the theologian, we we can talk about that. But as far as the theologian thing goes, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a man-made thing, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. And and uh, you know, it's been corrupted and used and abused, just like every other every other thing in the culture of our, of our lifestyle. The, the history of organized religion has been man controlling man. I mean, that it seems to me is to be the number one purpose. Uh, to organized religion. Right, right. Thanks for helping me out. What did I help you with? Huh? I, what did I help you with? I'm sorry, just... No, you, you, you know, you, you help coach me along to, to, to what I feel is, is right, and the people around here, they don't want to hear it. Oh, you're okay. You're you're talking about the activism up here in the in the Keen area, of course. Uh, Freekeen.com is my one of my uh, it's my blog site, and we've got all kinds of liberty-minded people moving up here to New Hampshire and specifically Keen. And what you're referencing is there are some people around here that don't like uh, all these upstart political uh, and apolitical activists coming in here and talking about freedom. Some people, hmm? some people, a lot of them don't. Yeah, 
Well, some people... And I, and I, and I commend you for it. You can't make everybody need, happy, you know? But, what, you know, the, the, the rabble needs to be roused, you know? Hey, I'm with you. I know there are a lot of people out there that are on the side of freedom. It's just that they're a, they're a little too intimidated by the, the men and women in the government in order to do something about it. So, you know, we don't mind being on the front lines and, and taking care of that, that end of things. And it's always nice to be out and doing uh, activism and getting people to drive by and honk and wave and, and show that they do appreciate uh, what it is that we're doing. So I, I appreciate hearing from you in that way, Rob. Any other thoughts uh, tonight? Because I... Uh... You know, because I realize I'm not a Democrat or I'm not a Republican. I realized that years ago. Yeah, anybody who sits down and thinks for a little while, especially oh, yeah, today, especially today when, it. when it's not, so... I'm not either one of them. Yeah, especially today when it's so obvious. It's so obvious yeah. today that they're all the same, isn't it? Isn't it just anybody that looks closely at the situation for just a, a few minutes should be able to determine that the Republicans and Democrats are just two sides of the same coin, uh, and that coin is a criminal coin that's trying to to rob you and uh, and steal from you and control you. Thanks for the call tonight, Rob. I'm glad you're out there. 800-259-9231. Let's continue and talk to, I believe we have Jeremy in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live, Jeremy. Hey guys, great to talk to you again. Hey Loud there. and clear in Alaska. Loud and clear. Check, check. <laughs> what, what are you, go, what's on your mind tonight, Jeremy? Well, you know, I was thinking uh, about how Paul said it's a shame for a man to have long hair. And when all the pictures that Jesus hit, so is he, he's calling his master a shame. That sounds like another I mean, biblical contradiction to me. <laughs> what's up with that noise? I mean... If I have a master, I damn sure ain't going to call him a shame. But, hey, the roast of bear butt is good here. Come on up. Come on up sometime. I'll treat you to a steak. You guys eat bear butt in, in Montana? Well, you eat all of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's not bear butt. It's butt of bear. Butt of bear. It's a little classier hey, when you say it that way. Yeah, you got to do it Viking style or it doesn't work. <laughs> I've hey, never thought of that before. of the Hun was the greatest. Uh, warrior that ever lived because he didn't put up with none of their Roman Catholic crap. He just went in there and tore them a new one. Let's talk about bear butts some more. I'd like to know, is that the best part of the bear? Or are there more select portions? Well, it depends on how long you cook it. I mean, mm. what, the back strap is the best, but if you roast a butt of bear on a grill for long enough and then put it in a crock pot, as long as you spice it and marinate it good, it comes out just like beef. I mean, it's got real grainy, hmm. you know, tendons. And do uh, do brown good. bears taste different from black bears, taste different from polar bears? Well, it, you want to get the early spring young bears. You don't want to get the, uh, the ones You want to kill baby were, uh, bears? <laughs> oh, that's horrible. They're so cute. Well, well, you want the young ones because the old ones, they like, before they go into hibernation, mm-hmm. they taste like fish, but in the spring, they taste like berries and wow. pine needles. We have never talked about eating bears on this show. This is, uh, I, this is new I, territory. It's because I've never well, have. I'll, I figured it hadn't, it's been a while since I talked to you yeah. guys, so I better bring up something interesting. And the, That's a the great cod topic. and the salmon and the crab here is so succulent, you, you, you'd lose your mind. You you, you know, are uh, quite a pitch man for uh, for Montana there, Jeremy. I have to say. Oh uh, yeah, but now I'm for Sarah Palin because what? the way the media pooped on her. Uh, I'm hoping Ron Paul and Sarah Palin can get together. She's just another control freak, dude. That's all she is. You think so? Yeah, she's she's another control she freak. Control but she's... nothing out here where I'm at. There there's no city government here. 
Really? In this town. Don't you live in Kalispell? No, not anymore. I'm oh. I moved to the great state of AK. You gotta love it. Oh, you're not actually in. Oh, that's why you were referencing Alaska. I'm sorry. I thought you were still in Montana. Well, I I had to leave that. Sh- I mean, yep. That oh, thank you. I'm thank sorry. you for that. <laughs> Well, I almost slipped up. Well, good but... good hearing from you, man. And call your local Alaska talk stations and uh, tell them you want to hear Free Talk Live. And I thank hey, you for the call tonight, drum, Jeremy. man. Don't it, worry about it. Yeah, okay. hey, that's why you moved up there, because you can illegally possess a three... Yeah, I caught you. And that's okay, too, because I appreciate it. Take care, that. guys. Thanks, Jeremy. You. Three quarters of a, uh, of a pound? Isn't that what you can carry up there? Personally, you I can have know. you can have like three ounces. Uh, no, you okay, could have three a pound ounces. here in New Hampshire legally, and I wouldn't be able to possess any because my wife says no. Three ounces, I think, is what it is, or at least the last time I heard in in Alaska marijuana. All right, let's go to the amp line and talk to Paul in California. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I think this is Alex in New Jersey. It's Alex. Okay, Alex, what's on your mind? All right, Linux sucks and Windows sucks. FreeBSD is the best operating system out there, and I'll prove it to you because China has released a new operating system for its government that is based on FreeBSD, and it's scaring the crap out of the U.S. government. So because China so chose for it? So because China chose FreeBSD, it's the best op- operating system. Well, it was always the best operating system, but China choosing it just reinforces my beliefs of uh, how secure and how great FreeBSD is. I don't know why it would be that a government's choice of operating system would reinforce anything in your mind. Oh, well, it's, I think that uh, China obviously uh, has competition with the United States, and I think that they're going to choose the, uh, the most secure operating system they can in order to get a leg up on the United States. I okay. think that competition between governments also promotes some kind of uh, good things, even though it promotes a lot of bad. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue with you as far as the uh, free BSD versus uh, Linux versus uh, OS ten versus uh, Windows things. I just don't know enough about it. Free BSD knocks Linux out of the water. So we'll take your word for it. Thanks for the call, Alex. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one to James in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live, James. James in Louisiana. Hello there. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Yes, I wanted to talk about um, free market parking meters. Free market parking meters. Go ahead. Yes, I think uh, you were talking about it this morning, and I think that whoever owns the road with the parking meters on it should have control of the parking meters and how how much they charge and whatnot. I agree completely. If uh, I think that all pri- uh, property should be privately owned, and then each private property owner should decide what kind of parking situation they desire. If they want to have no metered spaces, no meters. If they want to put up tow warning signs, put up tow warning signs. If you want to have meters, put up the meters. Uh, and then the marketplace would decide what works best and what doesn't. Precisely. And, um, yeah, um, but a bear sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call. Let's talk to James in Kentucky. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. James, you got about 20 seconds. Go. i got about 20 seconds. Oh, it's Jamie in Kentucky. Oh, I'm so sorry. you got such a short shrift here, Jamie. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Hey, doing super, man. People were just asking about you in the chat room tonight. What happened to Jamie in Kentucky? And voila, Viola. there you are. Yeah, here I am. And uh, I've been hearing what y'all been talking about. Yeah, about it. And uh, what about it? Yeah. Oh, well, why y'all want to be so arrogant? What, what we're talk show hosts, first of all, but I, what do you mean arrogant? In, in what way? I mean, you're arrogant. You don't have to be arrogant, you know. 
piss off your 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 callers. Hey, I don't piss anybody off. If you want to choose to be upset, that's up to you. It's all in your mind as far as how you decide to be, Jamie. So if you're feeling upset, you've no one to blame but yourself. And if you want to call me arrogant for saying that, okay, we're out of time. Call us back some other time. We'll get into it in more detail. We're done for tonight. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online between now and Monday night at freetalklive.com. Wishing you a happy, safe, and fun rest of your weekend. It's Free Talk Live. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314. 